0: The Mariners wrap up their season set with a team they could very well see in the postseason, and the pitching matchups favor them heavily. But will they be able to take their second straight series from the Guardians? All that and more coming up here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day what's up everyone welcome to the lockdown mariners podcast it is friday september 2nd 2022 and thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day we are free and available on all platforms with new episodes dropping every monday through friday i am your host titan gonzalez joined as always by my co-host colby patnode we cover the Mariners over at InsideThemariners.com for fanation over on the Sports Illustrated Network. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at L O underscore Mariners. Follow inside the Mariners at Inside oh. Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, the C A N E G N Z L Z. And Colby at cpat 11 that's C P A T one one. Be sure to also check out our Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash control the zone. We post two additional podcasts on there every single week. Again, that is patreon.com forward slash control the zone. And if this is your first time joining us here on the Lockdown Mariners podcast, welcome to the show. If you like what you hear, give us a follow or subscribe. Wherever you listen to this, and if you're watching us on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, turn on the notification bell, and give this video a thumbs up. We'd greatly appreciate it. The Mariners kick off a three-game series with the Guardians tonight in Cleveland. We'll be getting into the pitching matchups and how well those have shaken out for the Mariners, especially as of the last ten or so minutes as uh, as well as which American League wildcard contender has the most pressure on them in the final month of the season as of the Mariners as of the Blue Jays as of the Rays we'll get into all of that later on in the show but let's hop into this. Three-game series coming up for the Mariners this weekend against the Cleveland Guardians. They took three of four from the Guardians just recently at T-Mobile Park last weekend. They're going to see them again. And once again, they will have Luis Castillo and Robbie Ray going for them. And they'll have George Kirby going for them in the final game. And for tonight's game, which will be started by Luis Castillo for the Mariners, the Guardians were supposed to counter with Zach Plesac, but he's been scratched from the start tonight with a hand injury. And now Cody Morris will be making his major league debut for the guardians as an opener, we presume because the last time he threw a baseball down in triple a, he only threw eight, 28 pitches. So, and he's returning from injury. So does this work out even better for the Mariners than facing police Colby?
1: Uh, judging by the minor league numbers. No, uh, Morris misses a ton of bats and he doesn't walk guys. Uh it's it's an, it looks like Cleveland's has, you know, created another bona fide starter out of thin air like they seem to do every every couple of years now. So uh, and police acts not very good. Um he's fine against the Mariners last time out, but that's mostly because the Mariners' offense is abysmal. So uh no, I don't know if they're catching a break here or not. Uh I guess getting to the bullpen and kind of, you know, setting the tone in game one of, of forcing Cleveland to use their bullpen is beneficial. Uh, but it's a pretty good bullpen. So it's 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 certainly not a, a cakewalk by any stretch. So we'll see how long Morris can go. Hopefully, you know, it's just an inning or two. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, and, and I do feel like sometimes the Mariners operate best second, third time through the lineup seeing the same guy. Uh, the first time through the lineup is usually a disaster for, for the Mariners. And then they make their adjustments and they can score a couple runs. They're not going to see anybody twice tonight. So uh, we'll see how it goes. But uh, I wouldn't say it's a... Uh, a beneficial scratch for the Mariners, but uh, I will say that uh, pitching matchup still should favor them, right? I mean, so it's it it would be hard to say that uh, they don't have the advantage heading into tonight's game.
0: Well, perhaps the one way that it does benefit them, and we'll see. You know, as you said, how long Morris is actually able to go in this game? Maybe the Mariners run him out of the first inning or you know, uh, maybe he's able to go three or four innings and that kind of helps the Guardians save their bullpen. But, you know, there's a possibility here that the Guardians are going to have to use quite a few guys out of their bullpen, and that's going to tax them for the rest of the weekend. So that puts them in a uh, in a disadvantageous spot uh, for the next two games. And this is, a, you know, one of the better bullpens in baseball. So anything you can do to chip away at them, I mean, that mm-hmm. helps. Uh, that certainly helps you for the rest of the way here. All right, then tomorrow it's going to be Robbie Ray versus Aaron Savale. And uh, Savalle, the uh, Dylan Moore, of course, hit a three-run home run off of him, but that was about it that they could get off of Savalle. Uh, so hopefully, especially with Dylan Moore not with the team right now, hopefully someone else is able to step up and they're able to get a few runs off of him. Uh, but Robbie Ray going on the bump for the Mariners on that one. So, you know, advantage Mariners once again on paper. And then Sunday, this is where it, it becomes, this is probably the closest pitching matchup between these two teams, Cal Quantrill versus George Kirby. I still favor Kirby in this one, but Quantrill is a really nice arm and he's having a pretty good year.
1: Yeah. Um, you avoid McKenzie, you avoid Bieber. That's, that's really nice. Um, so yeah, you know, pitching matchups line up pretty well. You know, who's going to hit the home run off of Savali this time. We know it won't be Jake Lamb. The Mariners refuse to use him for some reason. Uh, so I don't know, Carlos Santana, I guess, uh, it's just one of those uh, one of those matchups where this is why when you look at the schedule and you say, well, oh, they have the advantage here, they have the advantage here, they have the and you go, well, do they? Because the Mariners in this particular case are lining up their three best, and they're going up against the three worst uh, of of the Guardians, so it's one of those cautionary tales. Like how is Cleveland playing? Well, they just lost three or four to the Mariners and they lost two or three to to Baltimore. So Cleveland's not playing well right now either, uh, over the last week, uh, you know, before that they were playing great. So it's one of those things. It's, it is part of like that caution we give you every time you look ahead in the schedule. Uh, but things happen to line up for the Mariners really well right here. Uh, and they need to take advantage of it. Hopefully they can find a way to win this series, scratch out a few runs and, uh, you know, continue to get the dominant performances they have from from Castillo, Ray, and and uh, Kirby. So, uh, mm. things looking up for the Mariners. Uh, you know, it's going to be a common theme over the next 30 games. Uh, can the offense do enough? Because you feel really good about the pitching.
0: Yeah, yeah, the pitching should be able to uh, come through here. Uh, just need to get you know a couple of a uh, couple of runs, couple of timely runs here and there and uh you know be able to to you know get out ahead because again can't win these games zero to negative one you got to be able to score some runs i know we harp on it all the time about the offense and yes this is a pitching and defense team but you got to be able to score some runs to win these games and uh hopefully they're able to take advantage of these pitching matchups because again like you said you don't have to face tristan mckenzie and you don't have to face shane bieber this is a gift from the baseball gods going into this series Take advantage of it, and also, you know, again, if there is a disappointment here, you did get a little bit of a buffer sweeping the Tigers instead of you know taking two or three there. Uh, so there is a little bit of a buffer there for disappointment, but don't you know avoid avoid disappointment at all costs here. Continue to stack wins because every single win is just one step closer to finally ending Ex- the draw. Extend the buffer,
1: right? Extend go take two go take two or three, and then all of a sudden you won. You know, you've won, what is that, eight out of your last nine, and you're like, okay, great. Now we go and we have a setback against San Diego or Atlanta. It's fine. It's fine. We're, we're sitting fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Mariners are in a good spot. I think they're three and a half clear of the playoffs right now, of the cutoff line. So, yeah, uh, every win is is massive uh, because you're not chasing anybody. You don't need anybody else to do anything uh, to for that win to to carry any weight. So you just keep winning. Your magic number goes down. And you get one step closer to the playoffs. So, just win, just win. Find a way to win. I don't care how you do it. Find a way. Uh, Win a series.
0: Mariners, 15 games over 500 now at 73 and 58. Uh, They have a, I believe, a one and a half game lead over the Toronto Blue Jays for the second wild card, and they're about a half game behind of the Tampa Bay Rays for the first wild card. And, of course, you know, the Twins are also in the mix still. The Guardians, you know, are still in the mix because whoever loses the Central is going to be, you know, kind of hovering around the wild card conversation as well. The Orioles um, as well. They're they're still, you know, they're still winning games. They're still hanging around somehow. Um, so which of those teams has the most pressure on them? Is it the Mariners? Is it the Blue Jays? Is it the Rays? We'll be getting into all that in just a moment. But real quick, a message from the NHTSA. Are you one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive stone? What's the worst that could happen? You end up driving below the speed limit? It's no big deal, right? Wrong. The truth is your reaction times slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Talk about a buzzkill. Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. You're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every single day. So we all know about the Mariners remaining strength of schedule. They only have eight games remaining against teams at or above 500 right now. Three against Cleveland coming up this weekend. And then after that, their next two series are also against teams above 500. And then they're done with those teams. They are done with the upper echelon of Major League Baseball. They have three against Cleveland, three against Atlanta, two against San Diego, just eight more games now compare that to the rest of the teams they're in the mix with here in the wild card conversation that's nothing (laughs) you look at the blue jays here 24 games remaining out of their 31 against teams above 500 10 versus baltimore including the final series of the year nine versus tampa bay three versus the yankees who are skidding admittedly And then two versus the Phillies. Then you look at Tampa Bay. Also 24 games against teams with a record of 500 or greater. Nine versus Toronto. Six versus the Yankees. Six versus the Astros. And then three versus the Guardians. The Twins and the Guardians have the fewest remaining games against teams above 500. uh, Well, you know, second and third fewest uh, behind the Mariners. Twins with 12 remaining, 8 against the Guardians, and then 4 against the Yankees. And then Cleveland with 14, including 8 against the Twins, 3 against the M's, and then 3 against the Rays. So looking at these numbers, look, just math and using common sense about where these teams stand and all this stuff, the Mariners have the pretty, you know, it's very clear. The Mariners have the clearest path to getting to the postseason here. Because you look at all of those AL East teams, they're all going to be playing each other. They're all going to be beaten up on each other. A lot of those remaining games against teams above 500 are against one another. And even some of those teams cross over into the central against some of the central teams that you're in the mix with here. Meanwhile, you get to handle business against the Guardians this weekend. And then after that, your remaining games against top teams are in the National League. They don't matter to you. They don't like those teams do not matter to you in this conversation whatsoever. So, I mean, (laughs) and then after that, you know, you face the Rangers, you face the angels, you face the A's like, you should be good to go. Should be good to go if you're the Mariners. So with that, however, does that mean that the Mariners have the most pressure here over the final month of the season? Or is it all those teams that are currently in the mix, but, you know, they they very well know that one bad series could derail everything for them against one of these teams that they're competing with.
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of a different pressure, right? The Mariners pressure is that they haven't been in the playoffs in 20 years and they're trying to break that drought and they're in the driver's seat and, and they got their fan base energized and they have like a ninety-five point eight percent chance of, of, you know, ending their drought. And and so that's their pressure. It's not so much the pressure from the teams they're playing, it's it's that pressure of not blowing essentially you know the 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 drought killer right don't like don't let's blow, be real about it blow that, that lead so that's on a paper, different looking this at is
0: this. A, on paper this is a layup this is a layup for the Mariners like it's <laughs> yeah it, it, it's not like it's not a tough road at all. You know, obviously it's baseball at the end of the day. You, you know, can have hiccups. Any team can beat you on any given day, but this is a layup for the Mariners. If they fail, if they come up short here, somehow it's a disaster. It's a collapse. Yeah. So
1: it, it's, again, I, I think from, from that, uh, that perspective, the Mariners do have still have pressure on them, despite an easy schedule. Um, because there's basically there's no way the Mariners miss the playoffs, and we don't label it a, a choke job, right? That's how good of a position they're in right now. Uh, so I, I think when you kind of look at the the schedule and whatnot, and, and like from the schedule aspect, I think it's actually Toronto. So uh, I because you kind of look at Toronto, they've spent a lot of money. They've kind of positioned themselves as we're World Series contenders. We're here to win. And we went out and we we gave we traded all that for Barrios and we we you know we gave him that big extension and we we've done all of these things kind of set ourselves up as as World Series contenders. And if they go three and seven against Baltimore, they're going to lose out to a a a plucky Orioles team that basically punted this year uh, and even traded away player their best players at the trade deadline, and they still couldn't beat them. That's a lot of pressure on Baltimore uh, or on Toronto. So. Um, I actually think Toronto probably has the most pressure. They're not playing well right now either. So uh, things are kind of stacking up poorly for them. So I kind of feel like Toronto probably has the most pressure on them, uh, you know, heading into this, uh, heading into the stretch run. But uh, the Mariners pressure is is there. It's just, it's different. It's not, it's internal pressure, not, you know, external pressure. So we'll mm-hmm. see how it works out for them. But yeah, I, would, I wouldn't feel too comfortable with my playoff positioning if I was a, a Blue Jays fan right now.
0: Yeah, I I was I was tweeting that last night that, you know, this team is not playing very good ball right now. They just got swept by the Angels. They lost, I believe, two or three to the Cubs, all that at home. Uh, And they have pretty glaring flaws right now. They're playing with about a half of a rotation. Their bullpen sucks and they're not getting the hitting that they should be out of that lineup. You know, this is a lineup that they're expecting to do a lot of damage and to be able to outscore. They're basically the antithesis of what the Mariners are, right? We want to score a lot of runs, and we want to try to just outscore teams in shootouts. That's what the Blue Jays are, are designed to do for the most part, and then at the top of their rotation, they're designed to you know, shut teams down. right? Kevin Gossman, Jose Barrios, Alec Manoa, those guys are supposed to shut other teams down, and they're not getting that a ton right now, and the offense is just floundering a little bit. And again, they got 10 more games against an Orioles team that's surging, including the final series. Of the year and speaking of the Orioles (laughs) my mistake I forgot to put them in the graphic that we put up here that's what I get for making a graphic five minutes before we hop on the show but they have four remaining against the Blue Jays coming up then uh, three more against them on the road then four more against the Astros in Baltimore and then finally uh, they wrap up the season with the Yankees on the road and then three more against the Blue Jays in Baltimore for that final Series, so you know, again, even for the Orioles, it's a tough road, you know, because outside of the 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 ten games against the Jays, they they get the Yankees again, they get the Astros again. Like that Astros series, if they lose three or four, you know, and the Astros can very easily take three or four from the Orioles, they might be done. That might be it for them. You know, one wrong move here can mess things up for any of these AL East teams. And especially any of these AL Central teams, whether it be the Twins or the Guardians, because I would be stunned if two AL Central teams made the postseason this year. I feel that it's it's the division winner, and that's it. None of those teams are neither one of those teams are making the wild card.
1: Yeah, I mean, you just kind of look at it right now. Minnesota's three games back of the last wild card spot. Uh they're five games back of the first wild card spot. Uh, so you, you look at it and you say, I mean, it just seems unlike maybe they can catch Toronto. They're only three back there, but even that three back with 30 to play is is quite a bit. So it, it's it's every day the season gets shorter, your odds get lower if you're not in the driver's seat. Um, so, yeah, Minnesota's inclusion in the wild card, honestly, is really just it's Cleveland versus Minnesota. So they are competing for a one playoff spot. I just don't believe that spot is is the wild card, I believe the central will get one team in. I I think, you know, Cleveland or Minnesota is going to win 85, 86 games and win that division. Um, And I just, but I don't think that, you know, winning 85, if you're Minnesota, for example, I don't think you're going to have more wins than Tampa or, or Seattle. Um, Again, maybe Toronto, Baltimore and Toronto really beat up on each other, but Minnesota to me is playing for their division and that's their playoff hope is, is the division title Uh, wildcard for me right now and things can change all minnesota has to do is like minnesota goes on a seven game winning streak and all of a sudden everything changes right so um they're still in it but for me right now the way the way i kind of have to look at it is that it's it's four teams for the three wild card spots it's two teams for the central so technically six teams competing for four playoff spots but if you're a Mariners fan, really the only spot you can win and should care about is the wild card. So, uh, yeah, from our perspective, it's four teams battling for three spots and the Mariners are the team best equipped, um, to, you know, not only win the, uh, win one of those wild card spots, but honestly they're in best position to host, to be the four seed. Uh, so that's, that's something that does have value. So, Hopefully, we get to a point where the last week of the season, we're talking about like, hey, the Mariners have a good shot to win the four seed, but they've already clinched. So, how do they handle that? That's that's the ideal scenario because you don't want to be waiting around for Baltimore and Toronto uh, to yeah. to kind of you know do their battling. Um, uh, plus side, again, I, I keep bringing this up. Nobody else seems to bring it up, so I'll keep bringing it up. You do hold the tiebreaker off of off of both of those teams, so in theory, you basically have an additional game lead on each of them uh so right now i mean you're technically you're only one and a half up on or two up on toronto you're only three and you're three and a half up on baltimore you're really four and a half up on baltimore uh just because you own those tiebreakers
0: you know when you look at the schedules here for all these teams the clearest path to winning a 10 game you know to rattling off a 10 game win win streak is seattle that belongs to seattle if any of these teams is gonna go on a huge, massive win streak that changes, you know, the landscape of things here, it's Seattle. I could see a very, very likely um you know thing here where Seattle runs away with the wild card one. Because you know, the Rays and the Jays and the Orioles and all these teams, because they're all just kind of battling one another, they're all kind of running in place. Right? None of them is really pulling away, none of them is really rattling off a win streak. You know, the Rays will win one game against the Orioles, and the, or not the Orioles, but, like, the, the Orioles will win one game against the Jays, and the Jays will win one game against the Orioles. And it's just a back-and-forth, back-and-forth. And ultimately, that's what you want as a Mariners fan. You want a lot of just back-and-forth. You don't want one of those teams to dominate the series, really. Um, right. You just want yep. a lot of, like, even matchups and those teams are evenly matched. So I could definitely see that happening, whereas with the Mariners, you know, after this Guardian series, after the Brave series, after the Padres series, it's smooth sailing from there. Again, like I said, it's a layup. It's a layup. It's a layup. Yes,
1: schedule wise. <laughs> we know how the Mariner. We know how the Mariners will miss some layups every once in a while. So, sure. Um, but yeah, it's they're still in great shape. They can afford a bad series here or there, um, because again, they have this back end schedule and, and they have the just everything about the schedule in general favors the Seattle Mariners and the fact that they're you know in in a great spot and they're two games clear of, of the of the first last team in everything lines up really well for Seattle
0: indeed indeed it really does uh it's very exciting uh and any sort of buffer that you can get uh, that you can get yourself here over the next 8 games against the uh, you know in the final games against teams above 500 that's great I mean, like, if you can go through the next eight games and win, like, five or six of them, <laughs> you're, you're so good. You're, like, you're cruising at that point. At that point, I mean, you know, mathematically, they haven't clinched, but I would say if they go, like, five and three or six and two over the next eight games, they're going to the playoffs. And even now, honestly, I think. I think it's pretty safe to say they're going to the playoffs. It would take a massive collapse. And, yes, it is the Seattle Mariners. Uh, we've watched the Seattle Mariners over 20 years, and they've broken our hearts so much, blah, 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 blah. I get that. I get that. But <laughs> this team is is pretty good. And uh, I just – I even if – I mean, right now, Colby, remind the folks, what is your magic number in terms of win total for the Mariners to get in? Uh, 88 for me. So they have to go – they have to win 15 of their next 31 games. That's not even 500. That's below, That's one game below 500 over the next 31 games. With all, most of those games coming against the bottom of the barrel for for Major League Baseball in the American League. I like the Mariners' chances quite a bit.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think you know 88 gets them in, and I, I think 90 gives them a very good chance to host. Um, yeah, there's not a huge difference between being the the. Between being the four and the five, you want to be the four so that you can host. Uh, Between being the five and six, you'd probably rather be the six because then you get to go to the uh, AL Central uh, winner as opposed to going to either Tampa or or as opposed to going to either Tampa or Toronto um, in that scenario. So, yeah, you want to be the four, you want to be the six. Uh, The Mariners probably have the best shot to be the four right now. Um, You know, yes, I know that being the four means you probably host. Tampa or Toronto, but the keyword there is host. You want to play playoff games at T-Mobile Park for the first time in twenty years? You got to be the four.
0: Yeah, and then you take your chances from there. Yeah, and uh, yeah, if you are the four, you are probably hosting Toronto or Tampa. Mm -hmm. I would say I think that would be the most likely two teams. Maybe Baltimore sneaks in there of the three teams i'm a little scared of baltimore they're, they're playing some really good ball right now they just kind of seem like a team of destiny so eh, i don't know I've, I've seen i've seen the mariners against the rays i've seen the mariners against the blue jays obviously it didn't get, go so well against the rays earlier this season but that was a very different mariners team at that time i think we can all agree so um and i think on paper the the mariners match up very nicely with the rays so
1: a lot of uh, one-run games, too, if I'm uh, remembering correctly. So, mm-hmm. Or a lot of close games, I should say. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. But, uh, I mean, it's it's hard not to be, I mean, just overly optimistic about the Mariners' chances. I can't even say cautiously optimistic because, like, if some you tell me something's got a 96% chance of happening, I mean – how do you not like those odds? So, uh, the Mariners are in great position. And I'm, if they go up here against Cleveland, Chicago, uh, Atlanta, and then San Diego, I think is how it shakes out. Um, they got, I think it's only two against San Diego, three against everybody else. So if they go, you know, seven and four over their next 11, it's, it's done. Like it's a wrap. Uh, yeah, well, we'll still, you know, we'll still wait for the official like before we celebrate on the podcast or anything like that. Um but yeah, I mean at that stage it's unless the Mariners do something like lose like 8 of 9 or something somewhere down the stretch, it's almost impossible to fathom that they're they're not going to uh to make the playoffs and they're playing really good ball right now. So, as weird as it sounds, you know, after the All-Star break they struggled a little bit. They've dropped some bad series and yet they still have like the fourth best record in baseball since the all-star break. There you go. They're just a good team. Just got to accept it. They have they're the best good record in the
0: American league uh, over the last 60 games. Yep.
1: Uh, and all of baseball, actually, I think. Oh, all so, of baseball. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So again, they're a good team. They're a good team. They're a frustrating team. They're not a perfect team. They're not a great team. They're a good team. And they have the pitching to kind of avoid that, that long losing streak that would kind of derail their chances. So, Mm-hmm. uh yep mariners are in great position and uh enjoy the ride it's gonna be fun and uh you know we'll celebrate together when they do clinch it'll be awesome
0: it will be all right that's gonna do it for our show today thank you so much for joining us here on the locked on mariners podcast for colby and i'm tidy gonzalez be sure to give us a follow on twitter at lo underscore mariners you can follow inside the mariners at inside mariners you can follow me at dane gonzalez sdane GNZLZ and, and Colby at C Pat 11 that CPAT11. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode and thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. Now for your second listen go check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 an eight episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season the local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Net- Network plus a betting Nagle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your odyssey app youtube or wherever you get your podcasts and with that have yourself a beautiful baseball weekend and we'll see you on monday peace